0: Acts 12 and 1. It was now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. This was during the time of Passover. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer, somebody say prayer, was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. I'm going to preach to you tonight from this subject, the powerful results of, of praying until. Praying until. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're asking you to speak, we're asking you to move. Let something be broken in the culture and the spirit of this church. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let mountains be moved aside tonight in this service. I bind every tormenting, hindering, opposing spirit of hell in Jesus' name. I bind every distraction. I bind every opposing human spirit. In the name of the Lord, let there be a liberty and a free flow of your spirit. God, we're believing for you to move, to speak, and to minister. We give you praise. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise together right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. One thing that you will never uh, hear me pause from preaching about or to take a break from it or to take a vacation from it is concerning prayer. Prayer matters. Prayer works. Prayer is what birthed the church. And prayer is what keeps the church. And prayer is what will take the church out of here. Amen. All oh, that we are seeing right now in our church is not because of the quality of preaching. It's not because we're improving in this area or that area. It's not because of certain songs that are being sung. But what we are experiencing is the spiritual momentum and the driving force that is produced by praying in the Holy Ghost. It makes a difference. Hallelujah. Sometimes the results that prayer produces do not happen all at the same time. They do not all come immediately. But prayer is like building a brick wall. It's one layer after another, after another. Come on. It takes, it takes faithfulness. It takes consistency. Here's an old oaky term my father always used, stick-to-itiveness. Sometimes you just got to stick with it until something happens. But prayer never fails. I said it never fails. It always works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to take the idea out of your head that prayer is somehow all that prayer is is us asking God to fulfill a wish list and it's all about begging and twisting his arm and manipulating him with our emotions. That is not what prayer is and that kind of prayer does not change anything. What it does do is it brings unbelief and frustration into my spirit but there is a type of prayer that can change anything. Come on there is a type of prayer that can move mountains come on there is a type of prayer There's a type of prayer, I've watched it happen, that can cause a judge to reverse a ruling. I've seen it happen in my lifetime. That can cause a judge to expunge somebody's record. Come on. There is a type of prayer that can cause a doctor to say, I saw cancer last week. This week I don't see cancer and I don't know how. That's what prayer produces. Come on. Hallelujah. Prayer can change your financial situation. Prayer can break the shackles of poverty. Come on. God is trying to break the shackles of poverty off of people in this church. Come on. Don't stop now. If it's easy for you to believe for healing, it ought to be easy for you to believe for financial blessing because it takes the same faith and the same power and it's done by the same God. All things are possible to him that believeth. Prayer changes anything, prayer changes anybody. I wish some of you would just get spiritually cocky and bold. I'm of the opinion, don't mess with the real apostolic. Not because we're out to get people, but when we start praying, something's going to happen. Well, if you'll start having that level of confidence, you'll start seeing that level of results Come on, don't let the devil push us around with the timbers. because if we start praying, he's going to move. He's going to shut his mouth. Come on. Hallelujah. Nothing can stop a church, not because they're apostolic and not because they have the right doctrine. That's all important. But nothing stops a praying church. If you want to know how apostolic churches go into moral decay and doctrinal compromise, I'll show you a church where prayer is non existent and prayer is an antiquity and prayer is a thing of the past and prayer is a thing that, Grandma, come on, somebody. But when you look at the apostolic church, all through the book of Acts, prayer is interwoven throughout the fiber of its being. When we lose prayer, we lose everything else. When we forget prayer, Come on, there's people in this house, you've gotten brand new convictions in the last several months. Why? You've been praying, you've been talking to God, and God's been directing you, and God's been talking to you about areas. That's what prayer produces. Prayer will produce holiness. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some people's concepts of, of the do's and the don'ts and what's the standard and what's this and that and the other. When people start praying, God will start directing them. Oh, hallelujah. When people really start to pray, God brings convictions. Everything shouldn't have to be legislated from a pulpit. That's what so many people want. Why don't you find yourself in a place of prayer and whatever you're struggling with, bring it to God and let God begin to talk to you. Let God begin to move in your life. I don't know if that's possible. With prayer, anything can happen. Anything is possible. I'm having trouble in my emotions. Honey, prayer can rewire your emotions. Come on, I, I, I get tired of talking about me, but I'm going to tell you, you're looking at someone that was often bound by depression and anxiety and sometimes anger and rage. Come on, prayer. If it'll change me, it'll change you. No, it wasn't a one-time someone lay hands on me, preacher. It was me getting on my face and praying until I was different than the way that I came in. Come on, come on, come on, come on, God. God's looking for somebody that's desperate for something to happen. Desperate for something to change. Prayer can change your attitude. Prayer can change your emotions. Prayer will change the way that you think. Oh, yes, it will. If you'll let it. Prayer will change the way that you talk. We try to disciple people to the best of our ability, and we we have a lot to improve on on our side of the equation. But I'm going to tell you something right now. The greatest tool of discipleship isn't a Bible study. It's you take a new convert, and you teach them how to pray. Come on, we've got too many churches that are getting people cleaned up on the outside, but they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to get a hold of God. And because of that, they don't stand a chance. Without prayer, we are defenseless. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We have a weapon. Come on, we have a weapon to wage warfare, and that is the weapon of prayer. And God wants to arm every individual under the sound of my voice with a weapon of prayer. Are you tired of the chaos in your house? Prayer can change it. Come on. I'm not talking about pious prayer. I'm not talking about pretty prayer. I'm talking about praying until the spirit begins to flow through you until you begin to speak with other tongues. Come on. I'm preaching to you right now. God wants to take some of your prayer lives to a deeper dimension in this service tonight. Tired of issues with your children? Pray. Pray. You're gonna to have to realize there's some things that God is not going to allow to change until you pray. There are things that God has put into your life and allowed their own purpose to get you to open your mouth. And it's not gonna change no matter how mad you get, no matter how frustrated you get, but when you hit your knees in prayer, something is gonna start moving. If you want your marriage to improve, honey, counseling may work occasionally. There may be a good book to read. And yes, we can all work on each other, but I have found a marriage will function much better if two people will get in the spirit and pray until something happens. Pray until the Holy Ghost begins to work. Prayer can change anything. Prayer can change any situation. But most importantly, prayer changes me. Prayer, come on somebody, prayer changes me. And that is the greatest need that you have. More than anything else, more than a financial, come on, I wish I could get someone to believe it, more than a financial miracle, more than a healing, I need Jesus to change who I am. O sharamaha Honda horaya Kondo no kokoshian da makai Na Come on let's reach out to the Lord for a moment You gotta want more than the stuff that prayer brings. You gotta want more than just the miracles and we want that, but somebody's gotta want change. Come on. Prayer. Prayer. Shamaraya. Stay with me. Prayer is not a get out of jail free card. Prayer is not the silent alarm button that you press and Jesus comes running every time there is a problem. Prayer does not work as effectively as God wants it to unless it is consistent on our part. Hallelujah. God is not interested in one or two desperate prayers a month, but God is interested in daily communication with Him. God does not look on a prayer every six months as something that is sincere. God does not, come on, somebody. Jesus is not my genie in a bottle. He's not going to give me three wishes What he's looking. Does he want to bless? Oh, yes, he does. Does he want to open doors? Oh, yes, he does. Is he willing to answer my prayers? Yes, he will. But he's looking for someone that will be there day after day. Come on, somebody. After day after day when it's convenient for your schedule and when it's not. Come on. If you're waiting for prayer to become convenient, stop wasting your time. Prayer will never be convenient. I'm going to tell you, the devil will make certain of that. Life in this world will make certain of that. If there's going to be prayer in your life, you're going to have to carve out the time. Come on, somebody. You make an hour's worth time to search YouTube. You give yourself 30 minutes to have your coffee break. You give yourself an hour for this and two hours for this that three hours from the hobby, somebody needs to go to prayer and say, God, I'm fixing to carve out this portion of my day, and this is yours, and I'm going to talk to you. Come on, prayer should be my greatest priority. Come on, prayer should be at the top of my list. Prayer should always be in front of me, not something I grapple and reach for and panic in a moment of chaos. Prayer should be present. Pray without ceasing. At any moment, at any moment, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? At any moment, Sister Willard, I ought to be able to start praying. I ought to be able to start talking to God and and not have to run down the 30 things I've done wrong and ask God to clean me up. No, praying without ceasing means I'm constantly connected. I'm never that far. Come on, at any moment, I can let this well that's in here, this gift of the Holy Ghost, I can let it begin to flow out of me if you won't pray in the good times don't get frustrated when he doesn't answer in the bad times If you want him to come ride, I'm trying to help somebody right now. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to a number of people. If you want Jesus to come riding in on a white horse when your world is on fire, don't wait until your world is on fire. But pray without ceasing. Pray consistently. Pray always with prayer and supplication. We find here that Peter has been arrested would you to stay with me. I'm not going to take long tonight, but the Lord wants to move in this house. He's already here. The King Herod has killed James, the brother of John, and he thinks he has the weapon that he needs. If I can just shut the mouths of the preachers, I can shut down this revival. It's always a devil's tactic to close my mouth. Hallelujah. And part of your response in church looses the preacher to do what God wants him to do. I can preach without response. The response is not from me, but the response is a connection with what's being said. Your response is a connection with the flow of the Spirit. Your response tells God whatever he's saying, whatever you're saying through him, let it continue, let it be so, let it happen according to your word. The devil wants to shut the mouth of the preacher, but the church should be fighting to get the preacher to open his mouth and say what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. So Peter is arrested and put into prison. What I do not find is the church taking up prayer request. Let's pray for pastor. He's in trouble What we do find is a church that said we're gathering together and we're going to pray until something happens. Imagine the novelty of the idea. I'm going to tell you, I've dealt with a lot of frustrated people that says I prayed about that and nothing happened. That means that somewhere you stop praying about it. The church made prayer without ceasing. We're not in here just to pray for 30 minutes and God bless our pastor. And if it's your will, God, set him free and get him out of there. But if not, oh well. No, no, no. There is passion, there is determination that something is going to happen. When you believe in the power of prayer, when you believe that God desires to answer prayer, there is a determination. There is a stubbornness that gets in your spirit that says, I believe something is about to happen and I'm going to pray until it does. I'm going to pray until something moves. I'm going to pray until he works. You've got to believe it tonight. I'm going to pray until something breaks. We profess needs that we have. I've got this problem. I've got that problem. How much time are you willing to give to it in prayer? I'm not talking about praying the rosary. I'm not talking about praying out of a prayer book. I'm not talking. I'm talking about getting down and dirty in prayer. Praying until something breaks. God's not really interested in my polished prayer. You may hear that in some churches, a prayer that's been memorized and a prayer that's been perfected and a prayer that has the right wording and the right enunciation that's in there only to get the congregation to respond a certain way. That's not what God's looking for. He's looking for someone that says, I don't care if anybody is listening or not. I know that God is listening, and I know that God answers, and I need God to move right now. Come on. He's not looking for perfect prayer He's looking for passionate prayer. He's not looking for someone with the right words. He's just listening for words. He told Daniel, I have come for your words. Whatever you've got to say, say it. Come on, somebody. Is there anyone in here that has a need in your life that you're willing to pray until it happens, until there's an answer, until there is a shifting? Shakorobosanda inamarakondo no poku shanda haya reanda marakasanda kuriyara barakaya. In the name of the Lord. You don't have to act like it's not a real thing. The spirit of discouragement knocks on my door just like it knocks on your door. The lying spirits of Hattiesburg sought to tell me this church ain't got a chance. This church can't go any further than where it's at. Come on, just like it does you and just like it's been doing for the last 30 years. But I know this, the devil is still a liar, and I believe it's working, and I believe he's moving, and I believe things Things are changing. I believe things are breaking. He will fulfill every promise that He has made. We will be a church that is multicultural. We will be a large church. We will be a thriving church. Hallelujah. Come on, I know that spirit's discouraged you about your health. It's discouraged you about your family problems. It's discouraged you about your lost children. The devil is a liar. He's not in control of all of those things. Well, the devil's controlling my lost children. Is that so? The devil's in control of your lost kids. Is that right? Chapter and verse. The Bible said when Jesus set foot on Gadara, the man with thousands of devils ran to Jesus, the one that would shatter chains, the one that they could not bind, the one that would vomit and scream and talk in multiple voices and convulse and would harm people. He ran and fell on his feet and worshiped God. You know what that means? I don't care how jacked up, how messed up, how possessed your kids may be. Come on, when they decide I want what Jesus has, I want what God has. I want to get right before it's too late. Nothing in hell can stop them. Can I tell a saint of God? Nothing in hell can stop you. Nothing can stop the church. Nothing can stop a praying saint of God. Well, Brother Howard, sometimes it's just a little tense. Sometimes it's a little bit of a battle. What do we do then? Fight a little bit harder. I'm going to tell you, the pattern of Pentecost is this. When things get tough and when answers aren't readily available... Okay, we tried. Let's quit. I want to preach to quit out of some of your spirits tonight. I wanna get the throwing in the towel spirit out of you tonight, come on. I'm sick and tired, well it hasn't worked yet. We might as well give up and just believe for something else, why, why? Why would we do that when God owns a cattle on a thousand hills and says see, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you be not able to contain. Why would we quit when he said look on the fields for they are now wide under harvest come on he has told this church there is an abundant harvest he's told you he's going to reach your kids don't quit don't quit don't quit don't quit Ramahasha Namorokonda Mahashaya Namorokonda Before you complain again, pray. Some of us, it's so much easier for us to complain than it is to pray. And we wonder why things never change. Complaining, you know what it does? I'll tell you what it did for Israel. It caused God to reject them. And I don't ever see the blessings. Complaining doesn't attract blessing. Prayer does. Prayer does. Complaining caused God to say, turn around and get back in the desert because that's where you're going to die. It took a generation that says, we're going to believe God regardless of how difficult things look and regardless of circumstance. Get complaining out of your mouth and reinsert prayer. Come on, somebody, stop complaining. Come on, I'm preaching to you right now. Complaining doesn't change anything. What it does is is it makes things much worse. Come on, come on, somebody or somebody would say, I'm tired of griping. I'm tired of complaining. I'm going to start believing. I'm going to start praying and I believe God is going to work. Sharamakai. Rokosahaya. You're going to see it happen. I'm thankful for what we're seeing. I'm thankful for the souls that are praying through. And in all honesty, this church has needed much more support and strengthening and encouraging and uplifting than what we all realized. And that's all right. This is where God has us right now. This is the reason we're not seeing a massive influx because God is putting in the necessary spiritual components and structure Amen. God is shoring up the weak places. God is restoring people. Mama has to be healthy if she's going to start giving birth. That's what's happening. Come on, somebody. But I'm telling you something right now, and somebody needs to reach out and grab this in the spirit if you believe it. There is still coming a great influx and harvest of souls into this church. And we're closer than what you think. I said we are Koshaka Robosaya. We are closer than what you can imagine. Come on, he's looking for someone to believe that right there. We are closer. To knocking down the door into the African American community. We are closer to knocking down the door into the Hispanic community. And if Jesus will help us, we're gonna knock the door down. In the Asian community, it's going to happen. But we don't see it yet. That's why we're going to pray until it happens. Come on. Pray until it moves. There is power in praying until I'm trying to hurry. Cornelius found out what praying without ceasing does. An unsaved man. Don't ever make the mistake of Cornelius being saved. He was not saved until he received the Holy Ghost and was baptized. But he prayed and sought the Lord without ceasing. And God sent an angel to him, and the angel sent the preacher. Come on, somebody. Prayer, praying without ceasing, praying with consistency. But what if I get up tomorrow and it hasn't happened yet? Pray again. But what about the next day or next week? Pray until something happens. Pray until something changes. Pray until something breaks. Pray until things look different than how they look right now. Pray yourself out of your depression. Pray yourself out of your frustration. (laughs) The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. (laughs) There is so much stuff that is thrown at us that we just put up with and we tolerate it and we accept it as normal when we don't have to. Some of us are so bombarded by the devil. Preacher, does depression never knock on your door? Sure it does, but i run it off. I will not. You hear me? I refuse to sit around depressed in the moldy grubs. I, I won't do it. I've got plenty of reasons to sit around and be depressed if I want to, but I won't do it because depression doesn't change anything, but prayer changes everything. Depression doesn't move mountains, but prayer, prayer, prayer can change anything. Ramakahaya. Sometimes in prayer, and we don't feel it like we want. See, everyone at Pentecost is chasing a feeling instead of chasing him. I want a certain feeling. I want a certain emotion. We we have emotionalized everything. If we're not having certain emotional triggers, we don't think God is moving. God's always here, and he's waiting on you to open your mouth. What we feel isn't produced necessarily by the singing. It's not necessarily produced by the preaching. But what we are feeling is produced when we open our mouth and let the spirit of the Lord that he has filled you with begin to flow outward. Come on, somebody. I hear it all the time, and I probably use it out of ignorance, not intensely. We want God to show up. We want God to, he's already here. He's with you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. When he filled you with his spirit, he took up residence in your life. And so wherever you are, he's already there. We're not waiting on him to show up. He's here. He was here the moment I walked in the door and he'll be here until I leave. And wherever I go, he's there. I want to help somebody with something. See a lot of times when we come to pray and it doesn't feel a certain way. Stay with me. It don't feel a certain way. Some of us prayed today and it didn't feel the way it has at other times. Sometimes sometimes all that is is God wanting us to reach. there's something greater tonight. And I'm not going to give it to you just for three words. I, there's times I walk in the prayer room and it's like a downpour. And I don't even do nothing to walk around and weep and talk in tongues. I don't even know why he's doing it. And there's other times it's, God, 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 God. It's just, a, hallelujah. I don't always understand that. But what I have come to understand is sometimes God's saying, if you want what I have for you today, you're going to have to come out a little further. Come on and you'll find it. Seek me, and ye shall find me. You understand what that means, seek me? Anybody ever play hide and seek? Now, how many of you got frustrated when you couldn't find them? I was a professional hider on top of the house, under the car somewhere. But there were some that were so good that the rest would get frustrated. Oh, we could We're not playing no more. Now hear what he said, seek me, seek me, and you shall find me. And if you haven't found him yet keep seeking him. If you haven't, if you haven't put your hand on his presence, keep searching for him. If it's not flowing the way that you want it to flow, keep searching because you're going. He made a promise, seek me and you shall find me. You're going to step into his throne room. You're going to step into his presence. But don't give up after 5 minutes of not feeling what you want to feel. Come on there are powerful results of praying until. There's power in praying until it happens. Here in this passage Peter's arrested and so there are spiritual things that are opposing the church and every time that we come together, every time that you get out of bed every morning your flesh is opposing you. And spirits of hell are opposing you. Come on, somebody. And there's spirits of hell here tonight trying to oppose me. It's not going to happen. Well, that's awfully big and bold. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I've got authority over every spirit. Okay? You've got authority over every spirit. If you're his child, you've got his name, his blood, his spirit. You've got authority. And if you'll start acting like you've got a little authority and stop letting him use you like a punching bag, come on, somebody. If you've got authority, you've got to exercise it. Well, I know it's fun, it's not something we want to talk about, but when a man is given the authority to enforce the law, he's going to be put in a position where he's going to have to enforce it. Everybody with me right now? There's going to come a point he's going to have to break out the handcuffs and say, I'm sorry, because of your actions, we're going to jail. And when you're given spiritual authority by God, there's going to be a point in time where you're going to have to take authority over the spirits that have walked into your house, that have waltzed into your marriage, that come on, that are trying to take control over your children. And I need the preacher. No, you don't. You've got the spirit. Take authority. Take authority. Take dominion. Come on, somebody. I wish you'd exercise. Come on, like a spiritual officer, go in there and take control. I will not lust. let lust. Come on, disrupt my home. I will not allow depression to take over my family. I'm talking to you right now. You have authority. Use it. I've heard him. I need you to pray this off of me. Pray it off of yourself. You don't need me to pray nothing off of you. You've got the power. Well, Brother Harry, I need you to lay hands on it. You need, you need to do some praying yourself. Come on, somebody. I am not the only one here with spiritual authority. Spiritual authority does no good. Spiritual weapons do no good unless they are put to use. Did anybody feel resistance in pre-service prayer this morning or tonight? Anybody? Well, I did. That's okay if you didn't, but I did. Sometimes it's not our flesh. Sometimes there are spirits that oppose us. Come on, somebody. There's spirits in this room trying, as I've already said, trying to oppose us. And so you have to get this in your mind. Sometimes it's God wanting us to reach, and sometimes it is a spirit trying to blockade what God wants to do in our life. You know what you got to do? Resist what's resisting you. This is a spiritual struggle. Come here, Paul. Now, I don't want you to try to be stupid, but just push on me a little bit. Go ahead. Just. When you come to prayer, sometimes there are spirits of hell. It may be depression. It may be your circumstances. It may be fear. Come on. I don't know what it is, but I have authority to resist what is resisting me. And you're never going to have victory until you push back on what's pushing on you. Come on. You're never going to see dominion until you resist. Come on. Resist, resist the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Come on, there are resisting powers. God is looking for someone to push back. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost is in this house. Don't worry about the distractions, folks. The Lord's going to move in here right now. But God wants to know how badly do you want things to change? Anybody have situations you want to see change? Anybody want to see greater revival in this church? How bad do you want it? This, this much? You got to ask yourself, you got to answer that question. How bad do you want it? How much do you want this tonight? Come on somebody. Don't don't be overwhelmed by what's in the atmosphere. But hear what I'm saying, how bad? How bad do you want things to change? What what would you do? To see your lost kids walk in the door? It has it it has to matter to me it matters to God, but he's not responding to that until it matters to me. You hear what i'm saying? My needs matter to God, but he's not responding because of that until it matters to me because when it matters to me i'll do something about it when it matters to me. I'll pray, and I'll pray tomorrow, and I'll pray the next. Come on, somebody. I'll pray until something happens. When it matters to me, when it matters to me, does it matter to you tonight? How badly does it matter to you? How badly do you want it to happen? Pray, praying until... Come on, Daniel prayed for 21 days. And the angel shows up and says, we've been withstood all this time by a spirit of hell. What would happen if Daniel would not have prayed until an answer would have never come? Revival doesn't just show up because the right preacher is here. Revival comes because we pray it into existence. Harvest does not come because we've got the right sermon. Or the right of angels, But it comes when we pray it into existence. Come on. I'm preaching to people right now. Anything worth having is worth fighting for. And it's time to fight. I'm hurrying to a close. The disciples say... The apostles, rather, said we are overwhelmed by the care of the church. We've got to give ourselves to the study of the word. We've got to give ourselves to prayer. I hope you can focus on what I'm saying. I'm almost done. Listen, what would happen if we gave ourselves to prayer? Do you think about how that sounds? If we gave ourselves to prayer. He just wants more names in the prayer log. Frankly, I, I, I would love for you to sign that prayer log, but really I don't care. As long as you pray, come on, somebody. Come on. What would happen if we gave ourselves to prayer when it wasn't a good luck charm and a five-minute token prayer? And a thank you, Jesus, for this food. Bless it. Come on. What would happen if our prayer became so constant and so consistent? Come on. Kosanda. There will be a day in this church, whether noon or night, when you walk in the doors, you will hear the sounds of prayer. I prophesy this will be a church where the sounds of prayer are continuous. In the name of the Lord Jesus. How does one pray until it's all dependent on your level of spiritual hunger? It's all dependent on how badly you want things to change. Come on. I'm looking for some people that can get so fixated. There's such a spirit of distraction in this room right now. I feel it. Come on. I'm not against people right now, but there's a spirit just want to disrupt all of this. I bind it in Jesus' name. I want this more than anything else. I want revival. I want a harvest. I want your lost kids to pack the pew you're sitting on more than you can understand. It all depends on your level of spiritual hunger. The Bible said... That when before Jesus ascended, he was seen of over 500. People, he testified to over five hundred. He tells them to go and to tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. I don't know what happened in the interim period, but on the day of Pentecost there was only a hundred and twenty that we find record of. I'm going to tell you something: when you want what God wants to give you bad enough, you'll stay until it happens. You'll pray until he moves. You'll pray until something breaks. Kasha, Come on, whatever happened. Come on, I know we can pray 20 minutes, but whatever happened to 30 minutes and 45 minutes, whatever happened to one hour and two hours and three hours, but hour, that's not possible. Honey, it is more than possible. That's the dimension of prayer that changes things. I wonder... When's the last time someone got a hold of the horns of the altar and prayed until something began to move? Come on, I feel it building right now. Come on, if you think I'm against someone here tonight, you've badly mistaken what I'm preaching right now. But God's trying to provoke something in you right now. God's trying to stir something. What do you want to do? How badly do you want it? Is it just talk? Is it just a good idea? Come on. I wish someone would get mad at the devil. I wish someone would rise up in the Holy Ghost. Come on, God's looking for someone that's tired of being passive, that's tired. of being quiet, come on. It's tired of letting everybody else lead, it's tired of letting the devil dictate to you how you're going to respond. Come on, come on. Somebody begin to lift your voice right now. Mm. Uh, They prayed until an angel was sent to that prison. Could we pray until God sends an angel to your house? Could we pray until God sends an angel into that bar room? Could we pray until something begins to move out of its place? Hurakasha, kasha, You feel that resistance in here? That's not flesh. That's spirit resistance. Come on. Resist what is resisting you right now. Come on. Give me 10 people that can resist what's resisting us right now. Abine, the spirit of witchcraft that has dogged this church's trail. Let it be broken. Come on. Come on. We're in a battle. But he's destined us to win. Come on. Shanda. I wish a mama would get loud. I wish a father would get loud. I wish a young person would lift your voice. Shariyandomokosu Rabaka Shakaya. Rayana Bondubuku Rama Sandahaya. Him nambondu no bukune. Come on, that's it. I feel it starting to move right now. na bahaya. Kanda baa shando ria remando no poco Hina Ramakai shando ro koya makka shundo no poco ria bando in the name of the Lord Jesus, sanda ne, robo kondo If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Kayo no nobo hakaya, remanda bokuri marama sandakaya. Come on, it's here. That's it. God's taking us somewhere right now. Something needs to be transferred. Something needs to be transferred. If there's somebody on your pew that you can pray with. Would you pray with them? There's some of you that want to learn how to pray. God wants to transfer it right now. Pray. Pray with that person beside you. Let the Holy Ghost begin to flow. You don't have to understand all that's happening right now. God can allow us something into your spirit right now. God can open your eyes. Come on, just surrender to what you're feeling right now. Don't be afraid of it. Let the Holy Ghost begin to flow through you. Ramakosharama Sha Ramasha na bondore. Come on, let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Ramasha shanda Come on, something's happening right now. Don't quit. Something's happening right now. Come on, that's it. Praying until something moves, until something breaks, until burdens are lifted, until shackles are broken. Come on, that's it. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. Take authority. Take authority. Take authority. Take authority. Take authority authority. in the name of the Lord Jesus I bind every spirit of hell that's coming against my family. I bind every spirit of hell that's coming against my marriage. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, God. And no bokondo boraka shanda barahaya. Yenako shanda. I bind every lie of the devil in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Victory in your family. Victory in your, you feel that victory right there? That's victory. I feel victory. Yes. Yes.